Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Always wanted to hear the real deal when it comes to fitness, health, nutrition, and physical well-being? This is Dave's Power Half Hour, hosted by Tasha Makia. What's cracking? What's really good? They don't pull any punches. You'll only get the truth about how you get healthier, mentally, physically, and emotionally. And now, here's Tasha Makia and Big Dave. So recently, I just had back surgery. Now, for me, it's been a combination of a lot of different things. I feel like, like Victor was asking me the other day, like, what do you think it was? What do you think? I think it was like me slipping on ice in Philadelphia, me trying to go snowboarding in the mountains, me trying to do all different types of things that I know I have no damn business doing. And then it just one day, you know, my, my whole back situation happened. But for me, Dave, we're talking about emotional eating today. And this happens to be one of the hot topics on my Instagram page. And I think with my back surgery and my ill, you know, not my illness but the situation happened with me i think that that like brought on a lot of my weight i think i put on a good a good 21 pounds <laughs> yeah it's possibly not, right it's not not i got like normal. four necks no it's not <laughs> no you do not i do not abnormal not so a when normal. it comes to like you know do you believe that emotional eating is actually a real thing because this is something that a lot of people tend to talk about like oh you know what it's cold outside i'm gonna go do this or you know i'm not feeling too well i'm gonna do this and this and go to this place and overeat like do you think that's really a true thing or it's just something in our heads no i think it's 100 percent true thing and and basically when you when you start to stress eat what mm-hmm. happens is is that Cortisol comes into play, which is a stress hormone. Okay. Cortisol is brought on by financial problems, relationship problems. Anything that stresses men and women out is Uh going to create an excess level of cortisol. Okay. Being a stress hormone. Right. As soon as the stress hormone pops, then basically the the overeating and or undereating starts. So we can be undereating and or overeating. So people that are trying to lose weight can undereat and basically end up gaining weight. And people trying to gain weight. Not a, not overeating, but undereating can actually start to lose weight as well. So therefore, it is true and uh-huh. it is legit. Yeah, it is 100%. something real. See, with my mother, she tends to think she's like, you know what? That's just fake. It's not real. It's all in your head. And I'm thinking, no. Like I'm Puerto Rican, so we said when we like we cook when everybody's happy when somebody passes away. Like we're always, you know, you guys are eating for real, for right, real. Right. But it's a real thing. It is big okay. time. Okay, so time. as a major, as a professional, would you say that major life changes happen too? Like, say a kid going to college, do you think that you know emotional eating can happen with something like that too? Very much so, and and you usually see it more so in women than men, really, because women tend to stress out a lot more than men that do. That is true. But 
I think men stress out just as not just as much, if not more, but just don't show it as much as women do. It's crazy how it attacks us. Right. Like we get these tires around our right. waist. Uh-huh. Our, our, you know, we start getting a chafing happening with the right. thighs rubbing on you each know, other. Relationship problems, all that kind of stuff comes into play. So what We're happens so is women will tend to gain weight, whereas men will tend to lose weight. That sucks. So the body fat goes up on the women. Yeah. The body fat goes up on men, but it's diversified and distributed differently. That's so messed up. It is messed up. And and so someone like myself, if I'm going through stress, yeah. things like that, whatever that's irregular, I'll lose weight. Yeah. Okay. And I'll look flat. And still buff. Exactly. And lean. Well, I'll, I'll look leaner yeah. and I won't look as full and as pumped. Mm. Whereas if I'm not stressed, yeah. then my muscles are full, glycogen, Happy, water, glowing. and very and very looking, very full, very pumped, very uh, vascular and green. I'm a hater. So yeah, and, and, and it's normal because, like I, I said, am. it's a literally a day to day thing. So, it's so messed up. Like you'll get on a scale, and the scale may say, okay, let's say a person's weighing 150 as a yeah. woman, okay, and she's trying to get down to 145. Me, but she's stressed out because of financial issues, job issues, kid issues, relationship. Being feeling whatever. like you're being right. Thin. Medical issues, which yeah, you've gone through. Me. So what happens is the body tends to hold water. Okay, and when the body holds water, what ends up happening is, of course, the scale's going to go up for the woman, and then it goes down for the men because we excrete a lot more water, so we don't look as full and as pumped and as buff. It like goes to the right spots on you guys. Well, we hope, but a lot of times, yes, unfortunately, it does. And then the women are like, "Well, why aren't you stressed? Why don't you look like this?" Well, we just distribute it and disperse it differently. See, I've heard that before. So now, coming from you, I really, truly, honestly believe that. Now, how much? much water can we hold if we're under stress? Is it like oh, normally 10 pounds? 10, more? 15 pounds. It's like, and you know, I'll, I'll go into your situation because yeah. personally we can talk about yeah, this. Of course. We've been discussing it. So you're a perfect example. When you have a medical condition, you yeah. went through the back situation yeah. and procedures that you've been doing, you All have a tendency to watch meds is huge. Ugh. You have a tendency to watch the scale yo-yo up and down. You'll get yeah. on a scale in the morning and it says yeah. a certain number. And then you'll get on the scale in the afternoon. It's like four or five pounds heavier. <laughs> So and you're like, out. what in the hell is yes, going on I'm gonna here? Throw it. Right. And, and and for us, it's the complete opposite. We'll get on the scale and be like, oh damn, man, we're losing weight. Oh. Whereas women are like, oh my God, I'd give anything to be in that position. But it discourages it's you. It's very discouraging. And it is a mind Yeah. You know what? Because yeah. it is water yeah. that is basically dispersing differently into the system and body. And of course, calories come into play, hence the overeating That's aspect me. of the stress level. Yeah. And Chips. so when you're eating not what you're probably supposed to because you're stress eating, which men and women do, but yeah. women tend to do it a little bit more than a men. A lot more. Okay. That that being said, what happens is the body holds water and it doesn't <sighs> distribute it and it doesn't get rid of it as much as it normally would if you were consistently eating up. like every three hours like yes. we discussed before. Right. So that being said, the body holds it and it doesn't know, says, okay, Tosh, we don't know yeah. when we're going to eat again. Yeah. So we're going to kind of hold on to this because we're that a little sucks. bit dehydrated, we're stressed out, cortisol's through the roof. Yeah. But isn't it worse for me because I like salt? I'm not like a sugar brownie. Sodium kind of person. is a really I love chips funny thing. And yes. pickles yeah. and olives. So and like, me too. Me too. If I'm already retaining ten to fifteen, it's gonna make it ten times worse. But Shut what people don't door. understand is that sodium is a good and bad thing. Right. Okay. Because it's a season that people like and want to utilize. Oh my But they're gosh. like, oh my god, I'm gonna be so bloated. That yeah. is not necessarily true. Okay. The amount of water intake or fluid intake you take in will disperse your sodium the way it needs to be dispersed. You know what's crazy about that? 
in my head, like if I'm eating, like last night, I'm not gonna lie, I ate some chips. <laughs> I ate like four pickles, You're the allowed. big ones, You're right? Allowed. Not allowed. the huge, but Ew. the big. And the big then I'm drinking water, and I'm like, I gotta drink more. I gotta drink less water because then if I drink less water, mm. it won't make me so puffy. It and is, I woke up this morning feeling like a damn bed bug. It's the opposite. So you want to make sure staple for yes. a man and woman is a gallon a day, especially. <sighs> Everyone in Denver right now, it's Especially hot as hell here. outside. Dude. So you have to make sure your hydration's up. Teas, waters, Crystal Light, anything. Crystal Light? Crystal Light is wonderful. Crystal Light is a flavored water. There's no calories, empty calorie. But Crystal Light, I Cut say Crystal, check, Light Crystal Light because <laughs> it is probably one of the best tasting empty calorie drinks to really? basically quench your thirst as opposed to a Gatorade, which I'm a Gatorade fiend. I and love that's Gatorade I too, but Crystal Light. A lot of those drinks, unfortunately, the sport drinks and stuff like that, yeah. which you've seen on the news all the time lately, are not the best because mm-hmm. they can dehydrate you because the sugar content. The sugar, yeah, because you get more thirsty after. You do, yeah. but the sugar is important to a degree as well. So yeah. some of these sugar-free drinks sometimes are not doing the best for you as a Gatorade and sometimes a little bit of a Red Bull. Right, it's not yeah. going to kill you, right. but as long as your hydration is up and you're drinking a majority of water, Water, ah. that you can get away with doing a little bit more sodium and things like that because it helps rid and flush that out, which becomes a potassium-sodium imbalance issue, and that's a so whole other thing. a lot of thing. other things yeah. off. But, so, but sodium being the proponent of most of the time why most women and men do bloat. Yeah, And, a of lot. course, when you're doing the medical thing, not to not to kind of jump all around, but no, you're good. with your situation, yeah. you can attest to this. Whenever you're on any sort of pain pills or any sort of, 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 of a product that is slow the metabolism down, yeah. then what happens is you end up not being regular anymore nope. and you're not going to the bathroom as much which of course Shout can out to bloat Miralax. you exactly Miralax yeah. any sort of laxative or any oh. sort of stool softener that's going to help kind of get things going yeah. if you eat a lot of red meat that can that can be a proponent as well so you kind of have to balance it out so it may not just be all stress right. the, med, the meds come into play so right. people that are taking antidepressants and all that kind of stuff steroids. will hold a yeah. ton of water steroids prednisones uh. all these things which can make them constipated and not regular so then it all that's has real. to ball up somewhere. Yeah. And of course, unfortunately, if it, it always balls up in the places you don't want. Right. It's around the midsection, in Tire. the booty. In the, I got a butt in the, in the front. In the, yeah, exactly. You got a butt in the front. <laughs> you're walking sideways. You can bounce back and forth. You know, so, you know, someone push you over, you can bounce right back up. That's and fair. not in a good way because everybody wants the big old asses and stuff right now. And the I got hips. a bone suit But the, the problem is you're bouncing back and forth like Humpty Dumpty. <laughs> so that's the biggest thing. But, you know, you have to take it in, into, you know, you have to kind of look at it in perspective and, and make sure Sure, you know, you're doing your diligence, just right. making sure you're drinking a ton of water, you know, making sure you're getting that hydration in because that's going to help eliminate yeah. a lot of your of problems. And, exactly. Yeah. But but the bottom line is and, and of course this way is just undone, don't stress. Don't, st- don't it's, stress. It's, but and you of know course, what's crazy? It's, it's, it's stupid to say it's, that. It's, it's like that. And then you say, okay, you know what? Don't stress. Try to, you know, keep your healthy relationship. Keep the situation with the kids. And then when you're happy, that's stress too. Yeah. So it's like, where the hell am I? In a, how do I get myself where in the center? Where do you find that balance? How? And that's, of course, like we've just talked don't to think. too. Well, yeah. Just basically lock yourself <laughs> yeah. in a closet or in your car and tell everybody to leave the hell alone. You know, and, and that's an ongoing battle. Right. It, it really is. And it's funny because this is a really, really good topic because yeah. people can attest to this. Like, oh my God, you you know, I'm doing my stuff in the gym and I'm getting yeah. my food and I'm listening to all your guys' stuff and I'm doing exactly what you tell me and the scale's not moving. I'm gaining weight. Right. Don't freak out. Majority of the time it is usually water. Okay. And that's something that's very easily to be gotten rid of. So when you start, like say for me, I know we're getting ready to start mm-hmm. our stuff and I know that in the last podcast we had talked about me getting ready to start our stuff, but we're waiting to be released from the doctor and finally we have. 
love. So like when we start working out, the first 10 to whatever pounds, that's just water I'm busting my ass for pretty much. Majority of it is water. So you say 10 pounds, which is usually the magical number for most people. Right. Probably anywhere between six and seven pounds of that is going to be water. The other three to four pounds is going to be subcutaneous fluid and body fat. Now, four pounds of body fat loss is substantial. It is. But when you see the scale go down to 10 pounds, you're jumping for joy going, holy, you know, this is is amazing. Right. And you do feel a difference because anything 10 pounds less is Mm -hmm. going to feel a lot different Mm -hmm. if you're carrying that around on a daily basis. Yeah. But the problem is the body will regulate itself. Okay. And the body will sooner or later within the next few days start to yo-yo a little bit until you're consistent with the food, with the gym, with the cardio, uh just like we've discussed before. Yeah. So it all comes into play and it's it's all going to be predicated on the consistency and the that's amazing the, the, more, more consistency and and basically making sure that you're just staying diligent with everything intact food sleeping stress levels life diet life yeah, everything yeah, just exactly. try and keep it chill everything and is out over going things. to affect everything so in your professional opinion would you say that um you know, like emotional eating could be like an, a disorder type of a thing. Like a yeah, mental because disorder? it totally can, because people will start to utilize that as a crutch yeah. and either undereat or overeat. Mm-hmm. And, and again, not to keep labeling no. and bringing the women into it, but you well, see that us. a lot more with women because, of course, again, yeah. the stress hormone cortisol is always going to be a little bit more pronounced in women as opposed to men. Mm-hmm. Women just stress out a lot lot easier than men do. Dude, if we were able to think, like, and I'm, I'm not a man, so I don't know, but you guys see things as, hey, listen, it's black or white. We like, oh, it's light gray, it's, right. it's a little darkish right. gray, and then, you know, I think for us, and I can attest to that, like, emotional eating has been a huge part of my life, you know, even before I lost a lot of that weight, and I still got some ways to go but the thing for me is that food is always there right. it doesn't talk back to you right. it's loyal you can take it however you want to get right. it and as and, much as you want as little as you want but it is a mental disorder and i think the biggest thing is that that i want people to take away from this particular topic mm-hmm. and it is such a big topic because yeah. this topic happens to really be what dictates how you're going to look and what results you're going to get in the gym and out of the gym. I rather see someone stay out of the gym for two to three weeks before they start a program and get their food and diet and hydration in check. That's me. As opposed to jumping in full bore in the gym and trying to do it all at once and then what's the first thing that drops? It's the food and diet. Whether you take a few drinks, whether you, you know, cheat a little bit and and don't moderate your food like we've discussed before. Yeah. it's, It's so important to get that food under control to where you feel comfortable, right. not anybody else, you in particular, and what your caloric intake is going to be for that day and, and what's specifically individualized for yourself. Mm-hmm. Not somebody else looking mm-hmm. at somebody else's program no. and really mimicking is fine, but you have to still individualize it for yourself. Everybody's different. Because it's different science. one girl could eat you know, 2,000 calories and yeah. be fine, but another girl could eat 1,500 calories and blow up to a house. That's insane. So it really is individualized. Yeah. And, and until you have that set, yeah. I wouldn't step foot in the gym. Somebody asked me on um, Instagram, on my Instagram page, like, Tasha, how did you just, you know, decide to change your life? And it wasn't easy. But you know how I had to think about it? You know how with your family and even with your girl, you know, you want you want the best for them. So why not? Why wouldn't you want the best for you? So I said, you know, I just did smaller portions. I wound up changing things. And I told myself, 
I may not like liver. I may not like this, but I'm going to eat it to take better care of myself. So I tell myself, I'm going to do better for me. I'm going to take care of this one body. And that mentally helped me get on the right track when it comes to food. You're no good to anybody else until you're set. I swear on my life. And, and, and that is that is fact. But, you know, there, there are people like ourselves and yeah. everybody else that's, of course, listening. We all want to nurture people and be there to help people. So, of course, we put our priorities to the side. All the time. And, and that becomes a huge excuse because yeah. one day turns into five days. Five days turns into two weeks. Two weeks turns into months. three months. And then you're looking back saying, damn, I was supposed to start getting in the gym and doing something yes. for myself. And I haven't. And now here I am looking like garbage. And what I think bad. perspectively looking at myself not feeling good. Or, yeah, but everybody confident. else is doing great. And here I am by myself. I forgot about so, you. of course, you're no good to someone unless you're good for yourself. And that's the damn truth. And it's the truth. And, and you know, again, everything always revolves around the food. It is a huge factor. It's one proponent, mm-hmm. but it's it's the key proponent in order to get the fitness and, and the goals and everything else in check and in play. Yeah. So in your professional opinion, what do you think are some ways that people can possibly stop emotional eating that whole routine? I'll tell you, for me, I think I need to get my ass in the bed and stay there and not get up. But that's just me. <laughs> so in your professional opinion, what are some little things you think that can help them stop that? I think the first thing is taking it day by day. Mm-hmm. Don't take things out of proportion and and, and jump ahead. Mm. Do it one to two days in advance. Look at what your schedule is going to be like, whether it's work, kids. Plan. And and that's exactly, that's that's the key word. Right. Plan. You look at your days, know what your day is going to look like. Where can you fit meals in? If you're not going to have time to go out and grab food, then you have to take the diligence and prepare the food for you. Right. Which, of course, nobody likes to do. But, of course, there's all these different meal plan services now around. Very inexpensive. You know, so that being said, it it makes it pretty simplistic. Yeah. And it really comes down to basically doing your diligence and taking the responsibility for yourself and saying, okay, tomorrow when I wake up, I'm going to eat three meals for this day. And I'm going to really stick by that. And then maybe the next couple days, adding another meal, but not jumping ahead too soon because mm-hmm. then you're going to defeat yourself and, and you're setting unrealistic goals for yourself. Yeah. If, if the person that's just starting this says, okay, I'm going to eat five to six small meals a day. I'm going to prep my food for the next two weeks. You're going to fail. Yeah. And, and it's not because you don't want to. It's just right. because life gets in the way It does, and you have to be a realist. It so does. that being said, rather than jump 10 to 12 days ahead mm-hmm. in your menu, yeah. some people can do that and it right. works for them, but majority of people can't. I think it works for me when I'm already in the system, sure. when I'm already in it, but right. I'm just starting out. I got to take it, you know, con tequerisi. Three meals know? a day, <laughs> breakfast, lunch, and dinner, because 90% of people that I meet up with, even some bodybuilders or, or people that do shows or people that are really high up in the industry, right. to this day, they still have a problem eating five to six meals every day, seven days a week. Mm-hmm. And it's not easy. Yeah. Now, granted, there's a lot of, of systems out there, like we just talked about, right. that make it easy, but that gets expensive as well. It can. And, and that being said, you have to take the initiative and you got to take the responsibility. So let's call before we walk. The first couple of days, three meals, breakfast, your lunch, best. dinner, your yeah. staple. Exactly. If you can hit that for a few days, you're on it. then you're good. You're then moving. you start adding a shake or a small little meal here and there before dinner just to kind of carry you over and bridge right. your gap yeah. and then you're ready to go and now you're up to five meals you're like damn this is pretty easy and now. I'm doing it and I'm exactly. seeing the results my exactly. skin is glowing then you get into the gym yeah. and then you make the gym work with the food right. and then the food works with the cardio yeah. and now you're it all you're goes together great. exactly see I know somebody right now that's listening is like you know what well, I can't afford you know meal prep programs I say like this sometimes you don't you don't really stop and think if you can go out on a Friday night and spend 300 bucks on one dinner that's what it can cost for the whole month of your meals like and we can we can 
we can even get it cheaper than that. Dude. If you if you really really sit down and look yep. at the nuts and bolts of things, the way these some of these places are that do the prep work, they make it pretty simplistic. So even some of these meals that you buy for mm-hmm. seven eight dollars, mm-hmm. you could cut in half and have two portions right there. Oh my god! And easy. those meals would cost you anywhere between fifteen and twenty dollars if you went to a restaurant That's true. and you're paying seven eight dollars. Not for two including meals. tip. Exactly. Taxes. Not including travel time and all right. that kind of stuff. So you know, it's really just honestly taking the initiative and saying, okay. I'm going to really do this. Yeah. I'm not going to let anything else get in the way Putting now. Put you first. And put you first, That's which, right. of course, is the most difficult thing to do. We all know that. But if you want these goals and you want to not stop procrastinating, yeah. you have to do it. What is that What is that chemical that is released in your body when you're, you're consistently working out properly? Dopamine. And, and it makes you feel amazing. Dopamine, serotonin. See, I want that. I need that. And once you get <laughs> once you get your food in check, Woo! and then you're in the gym and you're feeling good, you're not you're not having any reflux because you're not eating enough food. Right. You're not having GERD because basically you ate too much, right. and now your stomach is getting ready to explode. Oh my you god! You know you're not being able to digest the calories that you're taking. Once you get that set, right? There's no excuse. There's none. You, you're you're locked in. You feel great. You got your system down. Yeah. One system may not work for one person. Another system may not work. You got to find your niche. Right. And it's very easy to do. It's just mm-hmm. stop procrastinating on it and focus on three times and then move on from there and once you hit that that mark you're gonna know you're gonna know you're gonna know and then you get in the gym and again the rest is history you're and you set. start seeing results exactly. and it starts oh then God, the, then, then you're just looking in the rear view see now on. with this with us having this podcast i definitely have to get my life together because there's no way that i can be in here with the buff big dave and i'm just looking like you know <laughs> A burrito up in here. And that's fact. See, for me, it's not even about making fun of everybody. It's just I want to feel good because if I'm good, everybody around me is super good. That's what it is. All right? So now it's time for the Fast Five with your boy Dave. Now, Dave, we got five questions. And these were some of the ones that we had posted from last week on Instagram. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to grab these because these are really, really good. So for the first one, does just doing cardio help to keep your fat off? Yes. Really? Yeah. Yeah, because any sort of cardio that you do... It's going to be better than obviously nothing. Right. So if you're increasing your metabolism by increasing your heart rate, which works together, then of course it's going to start burning calories. Mm. Now, where it comes down to the nuts and bolts and nitty gritty of it is, is does it do the best of burning fat? Right. No. Okay. See, for my doctor, he was like, you know what? You can do some cardio, but I can't lift weights. Would that be okay for me? It would be okay to start with, but- we're seeing more now in the last, gosh, 10 to 15 years mm-hmm. that people that are trying to lose the most body fat they can and utilize the time in the gym the most efficiently, right. it's weight training and cardio combined. Together, always. It's not just cardio. But I can't it used do to be like one. going it used to be like going to do a hit system or doing a class like an orange theory or something like that where you're breaking your behind 30 minutes straight nonstop hit no and, and you're burning you <laughs> yeah. know 3,000 calories and sweating <laughs> your ass off <laughs> yes that does work to a degree right but if the diet's not in check what are you doing okay and you're, you're you're not in check emotionally and fit and, and in that state right you're not going to get anything that's like going to the to the store and getting like all this bad food and then ordering a diet coke it, right. is, it exactly. makes no damn sense it's like going to mcdonald's and ordering you know a 5,000 calorie meal and then it's a diet coke and, and i don't want any cheese Love on my burger yeah exactly exactly, exactly. Get a diet, an it's like at that point time you might as well just add the coke add the shake <laughs> and have a sunday to top it off you were crazy number two does cbd or even flowers as we call it here in the mile high city help people with recovery when training that is a great question and that is probably the number one t- 
topic in our industry now Mm -hmm. is how does flour and CBD enter into the fitness realm? Yeah. And to be honest with you, I am no expert when it comes to this particular topic. Okay. What I will say from my personal personal experience is I've tried some CBD when it very first came out. Yeah. And that was probably about a year ago when it was just now kind of coming to fruition. Was it tweaked all the way? Exactly. It still had a little bit of THC in it, so a lot of people were scared of it because it could pop in a drug test and things like that, Uh which unfortunately is unfortunate because it actually did do some of the things it was supposed to as an anti-inflammatory and things like that. Mm -hmm. Now, a lot of people are very scared because they don't want that that possibility Mm -hmm. in case they had a random drug test for corporations and things like that or for whatever. But the bottom line is now they've eliminated that THC out of the product and now they've come out with just the CBD by itself. And to be honest with you, from my own personal experience with with clients and, and helping them go through this process, there is some CBD products out there that work really well as anti inflammatory mm-hmm. topicals like a biofreeze and things like that yeah but the the the, the science is still Be, new yeah and it's still being Tweet. researched right so to answer the question wholeheartedly to be honest with you you could have 50 people that say it is the best stuff ever yeah and another 50 people that say it doesn't do anything it's a placebo snake oil right so i That's think true. that right now until we get a lot more research with it I think with dogs and things like that is doing great oh, things. Oh, my dog loves yeah, it. Yeah, and I have he dogs, and, and I've been told to use it on certain things butter. for my dogs and, like, labs that have hip issues. Yeah. It's supposed to help them a lot. More Arthritis. so than, like, glucosamine. And, mm-hmm. you know, glucosamine and chondroitin is a supplement out that everyone knows about for joint replacement and help the collagen and mobility of a joint and wow. ligament. But they had a lot of cancer problems with mm-hmm. that. Oh, so yeah, okay. So a lot of people were like, well, if you take too much chondroitin or MSM, it's going to cause cancer. Oh, so wow. a lot of people jumped off that. But that right. was like the go-to for that. Right. Well, now everyone's switching over to CBD, mm-hmm. and some people get great effects from it. Then other people say, "I really don't feel anything." So yeah. again, I still think it's in the research pro- pro- process right, right now, but it is promising, and so we'll have to kind of see where it goes. Yeah. So yeah. Well, let's just, we'll just see how that works. Number three, what are some ways that training can actually help you sleep? Like I can't sleep good. I'm always tossing and turning. So what are some ways that training can One actually? One thing help that you I've sleep? noticed in 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 my history with clientele and doing what I do, and my own personal experience as well. Yeah is when you work out late, okay, past like seven or eight, depending on what time you go to bed, it can definitely affect your sleep pattern because like we touched on before, the dopamine, the serotonin gets elevated, your your adrenaline is pumping, your adrenal glands are flowing and basically... The floodgates have opened, you're pumping blood, you're 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 energized. Yeah. So to try and get the body to calm down and step down, Sydney. you have to you obviously <laughs> have to eat and then basically you add the flour from the topic before oh my God. and you go to bed. But in, in all honesty, <laughs> it, it, it it definitely is a factor depending on what time you train mm-hmm. for sure, number yeah. one, and how your diet is in, in being number two. It definitely is a diet factor. See, for me, I can't work out before bedtime. And my I want to. I want to go do right. cardio but then i'm up all night like i That's drink five exactly cups like of coffee said. right right but for me i have to train first thing in the morning it's not about me getting out the way i just love how i feel Wh- after i've been consistent for a few women weeks. always get better effects from body fat loss and lean muscle gain 
first thing in the morning. Wow. Usually fasted. Really? For sure, it's been fact and proven. So just go to the gym. Go to the gym right when you wake up. Go to the gym. Hair in a bun or a hat. No makeup. Throw your your Lulu's on and don't do your thing. You ain't impressing nobody. Love me some Lulu's. And just do your thing. That's it. And then eat after. The only thing you should be sipping on is either aminos and or water during your workout. Perfect. That's it. There you go. All right, number four. With the winter coming, how can you stay focused on staying fit? I don't, this is like the, one of the biggest questions, and I never had an issue with that because in the winter, I'm like, I'm going to show you this summer. Well, I think the biggest thing is, is in Colorado is a really unique I love it state here. because mm-hmm. you could wake up and it's 75 degrees at 10, and you go to bed, it's 30 degrees of snowing, <laughs> as true. everybody here knows. Everybody's and later. when I moved here, and I was talking to some of my boys that I went to school with in Nebraska, yeah. or I went to school with in, 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 uh, in Florida, mm-hmm. you know, you talk to these people that have never been here. And they're like, you're crazy. There's yeah, no way bugging. that happens. And then they <laughs> see it or they come here and like, damn, man, that's crazy. Yeah. But but honestly, I personally think that the winter time is probably the best time to train. Me too. Because you're inside. You're not missing really anything outside unless you're a big skier and stuff, which go hand in hand with, you know, trying to do a lot of cross training and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. But personally, I think that training in the winter is probably the best because... Now you're you're not missing anything outside. It's right. not pretty outside. So you're not at the pool or anything like that. Right. So Happy all hour. your focal points should be in the gym. Right. Getting ready for spring and summer. That's how I feel. And, and that's usually that's usually the mindset. Mm-hmm. But unless you like ski a lot or you do a lot of outdoors things here in Colorado, like I said, yeah. you know, it could be 70 degrees every day and then it snows one day. Right. So I that's think that true. the biggest thing is is I, I think utilizing that time, knowing that it's winter time, yep. you know, you're, you're hibernating a little bit. Yeah. You get into I the love gym. That. Yeah. And, and I do too. And I, I make my best gains in the winter. Yeah. I do. I think I'm, I, and I can admit for my own personal self, I'm a little bit lazier in the summer. Are you? Yeah, I am. I am because, you know, I'm at the pool. I, that makes sense. You know, I'm at the pool. I like to do things outside yeah. and enjoy the weather. Yeah. So, you know, if you miss a day in the gym here and there, it's okay. Yeah. It is okay. You got to take time for yourself, re-energize, and then get back in the gym. See, so that me, is important. The winter is when I'm ready to go. I love the fact that I'm layered. You have no idea of the shape that I'm in, <laughs> what my muscles are right. looking like. But this winter is mine because in the spring, I'm like, dun, 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 dun. And most people make their best transition yes. in the winter because, just like you said, yeah. they're covered up. They don't really care what nope. anybody sees them in. They're not in a swimsuit. Nope. So they're like, you know what? I'm going to go hard. Yes. And then right when summer comes, here I am. It's look a wrap. at me. Exactly. It's a wrap. Exactly. Last question, number five. What are three training mistakes? What are three training mistakes that people tend to make? Number one, too much time in the gym. Number two, not mm. getting the caloric intake that you need for the gym. Wow. And number three, procrastinating. Procrastinating, yeah. Totally. That, you got to make time. Yeah. Plan it out like you plan your day. Like for me, every time I get to work, I write down all the things that I'm responsible for that I got to knock out. And I think for us, you got to not just do that with your livelihood. You got to do that with your personal. You know what I tell my clients? And this is this is something, and, and it goes hand in hand with this this question perfectly. And, and, then, and then I'll end on this. If someone was to pay you $5 to eat six meals a day and you got five hours for every meal you ate. Yeah. Who wouldn't eat six meals a day? Give me that money, bro. Everybody's going to eat Give six meals a day. Give me my money. <laughs> so when I, when I sit down with clients, whether yeah. they're more advanced or just starting out, less experienced, and you sit down and say, hey, how many meals do you eat a day? And, and then you always have to, to predicate and, and follow up that question. Be honest. Yeah. They'll say, well, maybe two. And so when you hear that, you you can automatically assume that's one reason why they're not making the adjustments and the gains that they should in the gym. Right. Exactly. But when you when you throw that factor in, which I've done now the last 10, 15 years, I'm sitting down the console. Yeah. After you get to know the client, 
you ask them a question, say, hey, look, yeah. if I was going to pay you $5 yeah. to eat every three hours, how many meals would you eat? They're like, oh, damn, I'd, eat, I'd eat as many meals as I could in that day. So it's like, so why should it take <laughs> you getting paid yeah. to basically get the gains and the results that you want yeah. because I'm paying you? Yeah. And that's just the way our mindset works. It's crazy. So if you can reset that mm-hmm. and really kind of focus on doing what you need to do just for yourself that's again, right. which is very hard with social media and all these other outlets. Outlets because everyone's comparing each other to everybody. Don't don't do that. Focus right. on you and what works best for you. Three meals may work great for somebody, yeah. but six meals may work better for other people. Right. Doesn't Everybody's mean you different. have to do that. Right. It's just finding that right person to help guide you through exactly. that and really doing it for yourself. And motivating. And then you know what? You'll reach your goals and you'll be super duper happy, man. Thank you so much for tuning in to Big Day's podcast hosted by your girl Tasha McKee. If you have any comments or any things that you want us to discuss, always email us and log on to the website at ks1075.com. A big D, any closing words? Nope, I'm glad Tasha's feeling better. Can't wait to get her in the gym. I'm scared. And you're going to hear about it. Oh, I'm so scared. And we're going to put up a before and after picture. Oh, hell yeah. Damn It'll it. be better than my stupid looking picture. We love you for listening. Thanks for rocking out with us. <laughs> Follow Big Dave's Power Half Hour on social media. At Big Dave's Power Half Hour. Join us next week for another episode dedicated to getting you healthier mentally, physically, and emotionally. It's Big Dave's Power Half Hour, hosted by Tasha Makia. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 